0: Live from the corner of Broadway and Battery, this is The Butcher Shop on 95.7 The Game. Now, here's The Butcher Boy, Joe Shasky. Yes, 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 this is The Butcher Shop. I am The Butcher Boy, Joe Shasky. We are in the new podcast studio here at 95.7 The Game. I've got John Curley with me, Johnny rough, rough 49er game on Monday night. A lot of people said that my original show all by myself was pretty rough, but that's okay. This is the podcast version. We can edit in and out even though I normally don't. Uh, What were your big takeaways? Kyle Shanahan getting tons of criticism. Obviously the defense getting sliced like Swiss cheese toward the end by an all-time great quarterback. I am still pissed off that Mike Nolan Chose Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sorry. I just I can't shake it. My dad keeps telling me I need to get over it, and I'm like, no. It's something I will never get over until the guy is retired. Aaron Rodgers. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live, and I know that the coaching staff, his circumstances, the situations, the environment around him, totally different if he were to come to the Niners. But there's that woulda, coulda, shoulda, and I wish that they woulda, coulda, shoulda drafted Aaron Rodgers instead of Alex.
1: Smith. That decision is gonna haunt you forever. For forever. Sure. You're not. You're never going over that one. Biggest takeaway from Monday night was their sloppy There was sloppy play on offense, off defense. C.J. Beathard looked good. C.J. Beathard looked like he has taken steps in the right direction. Uh-huh. I question a lot of things, but at the end of it, they needed a perfect Aaron Rodgers to beat C.J. Beathard in the 49ers. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that you could take. I think it says more about the Packers than it does about the Niners. Am I wrong?
0: Oh, yeah. And they saved Mike McCarthy's job, that bum. All I kept thinking was, where's Mike Nolan watching this game at?
1: Oh my god. Right? His oh hand-chosen
0: offensive coordinator who helped him select Alex Smith and then Aaron Rodgers 13, 14 years later is keeping Mike McCarthy's job by having a game-winning drive against the 49ers who should have drafted him. Like it's like 15 levels of inception and 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 neuroses for 49er fans. Like the worst part about it was I think everybody in and I get this tank we're going to get on the tank talk in a second. But one thing that really bugs me is that I was really encouraged by everything I saw in that game. Yet, I still felt like they left a lot to be desired. Like the scheme, the defensive scheme, right? Let's start with the defensive scheme. And we'll get to Kyle Shanahan in a second. But the defensive scheme itself, they finally showed some variations of blitzes. They finally showed some stunts, some different things. We finally saw Ronald Blair play a lot. But I still think that this defense should be in a 3-4 scheme. And And it really bugs me. And you started to see some versatility, some deviation from that... Oh, we're only going to play the Seattle defense. Well, finally, you in the second half slowed them down because you you mixed it up. You you throw a couple curveballs at them, and so I, I like Robert Sala. I do. I want to love the guy. He is just maddeningly stubborn, and it, and it boggles my mind why he is not willing to send Ruben Foster on the outside on a blitz.
1: Curly, am I crazy? No, and you're not. And what I don't understand, why did they bench Akilah Witherspoon? I don't know. Why? Don't After know. last week we saw from the tape that he didn't miss his assignment. I Unless know. there's something that we don't know. That when you look at the tape from when Christian Kirk hit that seventy five yard route, yep. uh yep. he we had Akilah Witherspoon looking for help. Yeah. And he thought that he had Adrian Colbert. Colbert missed the assignment. Witherspoon had to take the end of it. I don't know why Greg Mabin got the start. I'm still trying to figure this one out. I
0: thought Mabin looked okay. I I, I hear you. I yeah. look Akello is what, a third round pick? Yep. Okay, third round pick. You need this guy to develop. Here's my big takeaway. Like, everyone, we're gonna get to the tank talk, but like, everyone wants to tank and lose the year. You still have to develop a lot of players on this roster. Like, this isn't the NBA where one guy makes a dramatic difference. You need legitimate starters across the board to compete for a championship. And even, like, and I'll just give an example Vaughn Miller with Denver. It took for them to land one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in free agency for them to be competitive. And then it took a couple of years from there. And many other free agent moves, like bringing in a keep to lead, bringing in DeMarcus Ware, building that 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 offense. Obviously, you had to develop Demarius Thomas and then sign Emmanuel Sanders. Like There were so many things that needed to happen for Denver to get there. They didn't just tank up and Von Miller got them a Super Bowl. Like That team was loaded with talent. I look at the Niners and I go, they don't have any talent. They have a couple of guys I like, but are they taking the necessary steps forward? I don't know. I don't know, Curly. And then, my big, big... I, I can't get over this. The referee in the game was yeah. atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. On the interception, I thought it should at least have been stopped and looked at.
1: At least reviewed. Just at look least. at it. Yeah.
0: And Kyle Shanahan, throw the, throw the challenge flag, call the timeout, Same. do what you gotta do. They'll rescind the timeout after they review it. Right. Slow them down yep. so that they have to look at it. Sure. Why they just went through with that, it, it made no sense. The other one that just absolutely killed me was the late flag on the DeForest Buckner sack. All year we've said what? Somebody just make a play. Yeah. Somebody just make a play. And finally someone makes a play, DeForest Buckner. And you're going, oh, my God. And then you're waiting and you're waiting because you know that there could be a flag. And they throw a BS late flag. And, I, and then I finally saw the replay. They didn't sync it up to the entire play. No. You had no idea where on the route tree that was. Was that way off the line? Was that in the first four or five yards? It looked like Devontae Adams slowed down and kind of looked back like Aaron Rodgers had already been sacked when, when Sherman just touched him. And then Sherman barely touched him. I'm so sick of this five yards, hands to the face. It's just, it, it I get it. We need high draft picks. We need to develop these guys. I wanted to beat the Packers on Monday night. Absolutely. And
1: not to cut you off for a sec, no, but it's talk, baby. You're sitting here and everyone keeps saying, let's tank, let's tank, let's tank. This regime is going to be going into year three next year. What have they done to prove to you with their personnel decision that they will make the right pick? I, I I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I'm not right now I'm really starting to question that. And Absolutely. this is going to year three. So if you want to get this high pick, this high pick, this high. There's a chance that they could completely whiff on this just as well as they can get the. It makes no sense well, well, as of right now. Let, let's get to more tank talk in a second because we will. We're going
0: to dissect the pros and cons of that. But, but curly, my bigger thing with like Kyle Shanahan criticism, everyone he should have run the ball. you got the backup quarterback out there. Sure, he got the backup quarterback out there. It, it was a bad throw by Beathard to throw that ball underthrown Kay. to Goodwin. If you're going to make that throw, you. Lead Sailing. him and sail him to where only the field can touch it, or Goodwin's catching it. But best believe, who's the the DB that that made the play? Uh, come on for Green Bay, who was Desmond it? King? King, King undercut that ball and made a really nice play. But that was underthrown, clearly underthrown. I have no problem with the call, with the play calling. Look, you weren't getting the yards; you were kind of getting stalled out. Like I get all of the criticisms, run the ball, this, that, and the other. But like at the end of the day, you got a backup. Sure. A backup.
1: And if you're going to be Aaron Rodgers with the backup court, you can't do it in overtime. You, you got to be ballsy. to do it in regulation.
0: And you're on the road. Sure. Exactly. And again, if we lose a game like that, there is compensation in a high draft pick. So I get yeah. that. I have no problem with the aggression of Kyle Shanahan. In fact, I thought this was one of his best I like, game
1: plans. Yeah. I, game plan in the first half, I really liked. I thought he went too conservative in the second half. They had they were effective running the football, but then they got it, backed up in their own end zone. Would you agree? They yeah, got backed up yeah. in their
0: own end zone, and I think that. He got a little nervous. He was afraid that C.J. was going to turn the ball over because, let's let's be honest, he's sure. done that. He's sure. done that a lot. And there was another play earlier in that fourth quarter, late third quarter, where C.J. held onto the ball really long and put them in an in, an, yeah. in advantageous third and long situation. And they, they're just not going to convert a lot of third and longs with a backup quarterback. But here's some positives because there are some positives. Brita continues to look like a stud. Raheem Moser, where did this come from?
1: And we're seeing now the speed in the backfield is working so much better than it was with Alfred Morris. It's the 3 yards in a cloud of dust Absolutely. offense. I'm liking the speed that they're having. I don't know if what Moster can do past this year other than special teams. That's where he excels. But right now he's looking like he, they can be a one-two punch for Did the rest of the Did you know country. he
0: had that kind of burst?
1: Had no idea. I mean, he looked and great. special teams had no idea. And the vision
0: was really good. Yeah. I really liked the vision. And then the offensive line. I thought if you were to, like, circle – The best game, offensive line-wise, of the entire Shanahan era, I think it was this game. I think you're starting to see this young line, and and they're not that young. West Pittsburgh's old. I know What's uh, Lincoln Tomlinson's pretty old. Staley's pretty old. But they're starting to gel into a cohesive unit. Here's the the catch-22. We've seen with the Raiders, and we've seen with Dallas Cowboys and other lines, and the 49ers of the hardball era, it can be really good for a stretch of games. But you don't know how long that window is going to last.
1: It could be really, really short.
0: Exactly. So I don't know how much to pull away from them being one of the top seven or I think it's six PFF rated offensive lines in the league of not allowing pressure and things like that. And how does the scheme and the play calling kind of play into that? A lot of misdirection screen passes. I feel like Shanahan's been much more open with the playbook as far as easy simple completions with CJ than he did with Jimmy. And I'd like to see him incorporate some of those things for Jimmy, to be honest with you.
1: The biggest problem I had, I think, with Shanahan was in the the first drive. They marched down the field by attacking the linebackers of Green Bay. Absolutely. Bethard was three for three. They yeah. were driving. Things were humming. Then the next drive, what do we do? We don't attack the linebackers at know, all in the passing I want to see consistency on the offense, and we're not getting that time in and time out. And it's maddening. It is absolutely maddening.
0: But this is where I continue to go back to – One pick at the top of the draft is not going to help this team. No. They need so many good picks. Look, one of the best picks in franchise history, Joe Montana. What round was that in? Yeah. Third round. Yeah, Frank Gore, years later. What round was that in? Third round. Jerry Rice, was he the number one pick overall? No. He was the 10th pick. Terrell Owens, third round. My point being is you can find value in every slot in the entire draft. It's can you develop scheme and surround that guy in a positive situation to where he can thrive. Patrick Willis, one of our best draft picks over the last however many years. He wasn't the number one overall pick. Nope. In fact, I think he was 10th, 11th, 12th. 12th, okay, exactly. I could just go down the sure. line. Staley, late 20s. So I get this obsession with, oh, losing is a good thing and all. Okay, their best pick in last year's draft was not Solomon Thomas. It was Reuben Foster, 31, right? And and. I think Foster's taken some step back steps back this year. I, I'm a little nervous about Foster.
1: I, I believe Chris Breedman had a phenomenal stat on this. I believe this is the first time—don't quote me—but I believe it's the first time in franchise history where the Niners can have four straight top ten picks. First time since '61 to '64.
0: That's embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. I'm
1: going I'm to stat check that, but if well, that so in the true,
0: late '70s, the reason why that's so in the late '70s, they traded two first round picks for OJ Simpson, who was washed at the time. All right, and they had to basically scrap and find a way to get value later in the draft. And that's how they would end up finding Dwight Clark because they scared everyone into thinking that they wanted this Clemson quarterback with the number 1 pick even though they didn't have a first round draft pick. And that's that's a whole sure. slippery slope, but yep. I'm telling you, 1977 they traded away cuz at that time they were horrible. Yeah. 2 and yeah. 14, 2 and 14. I mean, they were absolutely horrible. And then Bill Walsh's first year, they were two and fourteen. Correct. Yep. But going back to your comment about the coaching staff, we look at Hugh Jackson and we go win games. It doesn't matter what the optics are if your team's you know losing close games. At some point, you have to pull the trigger and win games. Yeah. I'm a little worried for Kyle psychologically that he's going to start getting Debbie Downer, and, and and I know he's a big boy. I get that, but I think that the narrative around him is starting to not look good, especially late in games. And when you don't have that that superstar quarterback like Jimmy who can kind of erase some of the flaws of play calling or just guys making plays. Like we talk about make a play, make a play. Well, Jimmy made plays. And I'm a little – I'm worried for Kyle that we've now entered parts of the second season and he has two – or excuse me, one win without Jimmy Garoppolo. He has one win in about 17 games. (laughs) Like at some point, you got to pay the piper. And he's going to have to face the music for that and and – Whether it's fair, it is what it is. This is a big boy business, and he's got to win games. And so that's why I want to see him win. If he had won that game on Monday night, that would have been, I think, his personal biggest victory of his particular tenure, given
1: who was out there. Wouldn't you agree? I would totally agree. That would be he was finally stepped up underneath the lights when the lights shine bright. Absolutely. He has that Thursday night win uh, against the Rams last year. That was pretty big with Brian Hoyer. No, they lost. They lost that game. They lost late. To the Rams, they did lose. Willie. They lost That's late. Right. I was doing Tony show. That's yeah, right. They That's were right. lost late.
0: So yeah, he hasn't won a prime time game. Jacksonville's probably the biggest win, and everybody's gonna poo poo that. All oh, Jacksonville knew they had it clinched. Not Jacksonville's That's trying right. to win he that did game. They lose to the Rams. I mean, yeah. but give me a break. So uh, now let's get into the tanking situation because uh, I think this this leads right into it. Not only does Kyle and John Lynch, not only do they need to kind of save their butts, I get it. They have a six year deal, but uh, hello, Jed York um, has already canned three, four different guys, he canned hardball for significantly less. At some point, you got to pay the piper. What's the deal with the season ticket holders? Are they jumping ship? How is that financial revenue status treating itself? Is Are they flushed with cash? I don't know. You don't know, right? Right. But it does have an effect on the fan base. Yeah. People going down there, putting money in New York's pocket. We don't know how that's going to play itself out over the last nine games. But they they need to win games. They end this thing. Oh, half the guys or more than half the guys won't even be on this team next year. Ruben needs to learn how to win. DeForest Buckner needs to learn how to win. McGlinchey, uh Breida. There's so many guys. Kyle himself needs to learn how to win.
1: When we it was the first preseason game of the John Lynch Kyle Shannon era against Kansas City last year. Oh yeah, first one. And John Lynch was quoted saying something along the lines: "It's it's imperative of getting these early wins." To learn how to win exactly, and this is what the franchise needs to do, and it's not working right now. I know, and it's. I think it was after the Arizona game where I was like, "It's fine. The honeymoon's over. It is. It's finally, It's starting to get to the point where Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they need to do something here. Well, see, and and they, it's not even wins, butcher boy. It's not even wins. I just want to see some improvement. I agree with you, but I, from kickoff week one, from week I know 17 who's to playing now. better. Who's playing better now, later in the season,
0: as opposed to the beginning of the year? Brita, sure. Oh, good, yeah. Maybe McGlinchey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Weston Richburg, a couple guys on offense. Who on defense is playing better right now? Maybe Warner. Maybe he's yeah. wrapping up a little better. But that's not good. No. You know, that's no. not good. And I want to see development. You you bring up a great point, and, and it's something I think a lot of the people who pretend to cover this team don't put the context to it. It's the Kyle and, and John Lynch regime. And, yeah, some of the fan base looks at it that way. Sure. But a lot of them look at it as, Hardball, you can. Tom Sula, Chip Kelly, and Kyle. Like, they look at it in a totality from a little bit bigger perspective, meaning you've been losing for, like, five years with no hope in sight. Like, I get it. Kyle's new here, but we can't continue to keep losing. And when it's three winning seasons since 2003, like, you have created an entire fan base that's apathetic. Ask the Oakland A's how that's treated them support-wise. How that's helped them with free agency, how that's helped them retain better coaches. You know, I mean, it's it's frustrating. It's really, really, really frustrating because I know everyone wants to say, oh,
1: but Kyle and John just got here. And okay, but like, and it's not, that's what we're just saying. Like, that's what we're telling listeners out there. It's not even wins. Like, I, I'm not, I, I'm not even at I'm the saying. point. wins. I just want to see, I don't want to see our third round pick, Akilah Witherspoon, get benched year two, not even. Halfway through this, who's second a pro stage. bowler right now? Does he have one? Kittle, Kittle.
0: Kittle. All right, all right. That's great, and he's a great find. No, he really is. He's a great find, phenomenal, phenomenal find. But the Solomon Thomas thing really hurts,
1: yeah. I and mean, it really, really and that hurts. That goes back to both of our points of you. Okay, Gil, go get a set. Go get the second overpick. Go get the third overall pick. Do it. Are you gonna pick another Solomon Thomas? Can you last <laughs> another Solomon Thomas pick? Yeah. If, the, if this team, if this or if this organization, if this era of 49 football has another Solomon Tomlin blunder, we'll say for right now, can they survive that?
0: Only if they if they find the next Frank Gore in the third round or someone akin to that, right? Like you need to find value in it. That's the other thing. You need to find value in every round.
1: How many corners were you saying so, over they the last drafted years?
0: sixteen corners since two thousand and fourteen? That's ridiculous. How many starters do they have?
1: Zero. Oh no, a Witherspoon out.
0: It's incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? the last guy drafted to go to the pro bowl, Navarro Bowman.
1: That is phenomenal. right? That is
0: you have to the try to do that. The most recent draft pick who's gone to the pro bowl is Navarro Bowman.
1: And everyone goes there. Derek Carr went to the pro bowl I, last year.
0: That's what I'm saying. And again, people think that I'm like, "Oh, you know, you're you're just this lunatic and spewing like, no, I'm providing you the context of where the fan base is. We don't just look at Kyle and John Lynch and go, "Oh, in a vacuum, yeah, it's year 2." No, they're like, "Dude, it's been like 6 years since we've been to the playoffs." Like, we're, we're dying here. We're dying here. We need to get back to the playoffs. Like, that's what everyone wants. And we want to see those steps forward. And that's the thing, like, I get it. You get a top pick, but you have a better chance. The percentages, the numbers tell you, you have a better chance of drafting a better player. And, and I agree with that. But who's to say you can't move up in the draft? Yep. Who's to say that you can't identify a guy, target, and move up? Target and move up. Carson Wentz. Did Philly have the number one pick? No. They traded up to the two spot to snag him. Did the Los Angeles Rams have the number 1 pick when they wanted to go get Jared Goff? No, they traded and they moved up. Last year, when you had that number 2 pick, what did you do? You traded back with the Chicago Bears. So even if you see someone you like, you can always trade up. It's oh, life is negotiable, Johnny.
1: And and the problem is now it's sitting there on Friday after the show. What was the one thing that came on the Bleacher Report app? Forty or football personnel are disappointed and angry at how much Star power this upcoming draft has, really? That's apparently of course. The lack of it, or the the lack of it.
0: I, we put way too much into the transaction, and we're just like, like, hey, look, look at the Niners when the Niners were rolling and humming with Harbaugh, Justin Smith, blue chip talent. Yep, Alden Smith, blue chip talent. Navarro Bowman, blue chip talent. Patrick Willis, blue chip talent. Dante Whitner at one point was a blue chip talent. Sure. That's Why he was taken in the top ten sure. out of Ohio State, Deshaun Golson. You rub that. That gem for everything he was worth, and you turned him into a blue chip talent because he made multiple Pro Bowls and was an excellent special teams player. Carlos Rogers was a high first round pick for Washington. You got him in free agency. That was
1: a good find by Balky. It was a great
0: find, and he had a Pro Bowl year for you, all right? But my point being is think of how many blue chip guys they had on just the defensive side of the ball, right? How many blue chip guys do you have right now? DeForest and Ruben. And maybe Fred Warner. Maybe Warner. Maybe. One day. Again, that's my point. This team needs to be built up. It needs so many good players. It's
1: incredible. So question for you would be, everyone's getting, and I'm including this, everyone's going down Robert Sala's road and, and being critical of his play calling and everything else. Is it his fault, or is it John Lynch for not giving him the assets to run a proper defense?
0: I think that if you take a step back, given what they did to Vic Fangio, and then Kyle wanting to bring him in. It's no question. If this is, The reason Robert Saul is the defensive coordinator is twofold. A, the guys that Kyle Shanahan wanted to hire didn't want to work for Jed York. Right. And that's on Jed. See, yeah. that's the context no one wants to bring out. And so you got stuck with a guy with no experience who had to run a very specific scheme who's never been the architect of any of his own defenses. And he's going to come in and call plays. I... I don't even blame Kyle. Again, I go back to Jed. Like this is Jed's fault. We should have had Vic Fangio. We should have been in the three four. Sure. And and what I would say is, I think Kyle has now learned. You know, I probably need a more veteran guy on the sidelines who's got some experience.
1: I think you brought up a great point. You came up to me two, three weeks ago, and you said, "Who is the veteran coach on this coaching staff that they can lead? Who is the Wade Phillips? Who's Sean McVay's Wade Phillips?
0: Who's the guy Peyton Manning had for years? Herman Moore, Tom Moore, Tom Moore, Tom Moore, right?"
1: Howard Dick, Mudd, Dick LeBeau, right? Yep. Dick
0: LeBeau, even the guy Haley, Tom Haley. There's so many guys that you could point around the league, and you've been sit. through
1: the battle that you can put, you can hang your hat on. They've seen there, they've done that. Absolutely. And I was looking at this. We were sitting there We were talking on Monday night. If if the offense or if the defense kept getting run over like the way they were. What's going to happen to Robert Solo? Is this the. Is it, Sadly, you, he's
0: going to get his head cut off publicly because someone, when you go one. That's the other thing. People don't want to bring this up. When you go one and 15, two and 14, somebody's head has to roll. You have to. You have no choice. Absolutely. And that's the part that I. I don't even think it's fair to Robert Solo. To I, be honest, I don't even think it's fair. We're, if, if this. Look look around the league. The Vikings are the number two defense in the league. They've given up like 900 yards the last two weeks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's impossible to play defense. And, and we all want, like, that stifling defense. It's, it's not coming back, yeah, right? Yeah. But I would just say that because there isn't an experienced guy and because Kyle doesn't have his hands directly on the defense, it's even more imperative he gets someone with experience because he's going to be very Pontius pilot. He's going to be hands-off on the defense. you got to have somebody who's been through the battles, been through the wars. Like, here's a great example. Could Robert Sala stand up in front of this defense and point at Richard Sherman and say, Richard, you're not doing your job? I don't think he's got the clout to do that. No. Right? No. Now, he's wait, not- Phillips? Can he stand up to Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, Nis- Ndamukong Su, all the, uh, Aaron Donald? All of those guys. He could stand up and say, I have been the architect of so many top five defenses. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and it, it sounds cliche, but there is some cachet to it. In, in any employment job, if you've got a guy who has no experience, you look at him sideways.
1: When you look at, and just kind of using an outside reference, when you look at when Draymond Green texted Kevin Durant during the finals, like yes. we need you to step, like we need you now. Yes. and he's like, "Cool, I got it." Yeah, there's no one on the Niners who can do that. To I someone. know. There's no, there's not one coach I who can, you can say can go up to Richard Sherman like you just said. Ron Adams can go. Can, can, there's nobody that this coaching staff has. And if Robert Sala say if he got Axsmar, hypothetically, yeah, if you got Axemar, who's the DC? I, who, you have Chris Gar? Chris, Chris Rock, De- Ryan. You have Chris, Ryan? Gr- Chris Griffin, who Lane Kiffin's brother, who has one year of defensive coordinator experience. Wow. Monty Kiffin's has, kid. A Monty Kiffin's kid. That's one. Okay, who else you got? I don't know. That's the pro- There's no. There's nothing I, there.
0: But that's kind of my point. Yeah, that kind of brings to my point. And then, and that's where I would say, like, if you're going to bring in a new guy, he's got to be experienced. He's got to be versatile. He's got to be willing to adapt. I don't want to see someone come in here with one particular scheme and just force feed this one scheme. It's just. I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. Let's wrap this thing up, Johnny. Cool. Uh thanks for joining me. Thank you. you catch buddy. us later on. All right, bro. Have a good one. iTunes, da da da. da. You know the you know the deal.